1: a day podcast.
0: Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of the Packaday podcast. I am your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Thanks so much for being here. Always appreciate it. You guys are the absolute best and make this so fun to do every single day. Today we've got a fun episode lined up. I'm gonna be going over my top 10 most valuable packers for 2023. And this is always a difficult conversation because people, you know, look at value in very different ways. Some people will say, All right, who are the most, you know, trade valuable players? So, like if you were to trade out every Green Bay Packer, what would you you the most in return some will look at it as who are your 10 best green bay packers some will look at it as you know taking everything into consideration with contract and everything like that and others are maybe looking at it more as like all right if you lose this player they don't have the depth to you know fill in that you know for that player and it's going to be a huge hit to the roster those sort of things so we can look at it through many different lenses but what i'm going to be looking at it through is more that latter side of things of all right who is important for the Packers to be successful this season and maybe they don't have the depth behind that player or uh you know somebody to step up into their place if they were to get hurt you lose that player and it's just that the entire team takes a hit because that player is no longer on the roster right so you know, spoiler alert, I'm going to go in descending order. Spoiler alert, Jordan Love is going to be number one. The difference between going from Jordan Love, we still don't know what that ultimately is going to look like, but to Sean Clifford or, you know, probably anyone else is going to be drastically different for this upcoming season. So we'll go in descending order. I already gave my spoiler for number one, but three players that are honorable mentions, first of all. Romeo Dobbs is number one on that honorable mention list you certainly could make a case for him. I expect him to have a very good season. I think this is going to be a real legitimate breakout year for Romeo. I couldn't quite get him into the top 10. I do like some of their younger players at wide receiver. I don't think it ultimately would change the team all that much. If you were to miss five or six games, I think it would certainly hurt, but not in comparison to some of the other players on the roster. Lucas Van Esse is another. I look at the depth at edge rusher. Once Rashawn gets back, you've got Rashawn, you've got Enigbare, you've got Preston Smith, you've got a Justin Hollins, a Brenton Cox. Like You have good depth at that edge position. They have good depth on the interior. He's going to be extremely important and we want to see him get off to a fast start. I think he's going to, I think he's going to be super talented and important for this team, but couldn't quite get him in that top 10 list. And then you've got Devondre Campbell, and that was the toughest one to keep out. If this is 2021 Devondre Campbell, he's clearly on this list, right? If it's 22 Devondre Campbell, I'm not even sure he's an honorable mention. So it just is uh, dependent upon what Devondre Campbell we get this season. Now, you know, if he's out, you've got Isaiah McDuffie, you've got maybe a Tariq Carpenter playing a little bit and some passing downs, you've got an Eric Wilson. So there is definitely a hit. I would expect Quay Walker to get every snap at linebacker in that situation and maybe go with less two linebacker looks maybe you drop a safety in the box. Who knows what different options that they would have in that scenario and what they would ultimately go with. I do think there's a strong argument to be made for Campbell to be on the top 10 list. And if you want to put him there, I certainly wouldn't argue against it, but he just missed for me and was my final honorable mention for the 10 most valuable Packers. All right, let's start with number 10 then. Number 10 for me is Keyshawn Nixon. And I just think he is that dynamic of a playmaker. I think he is that important to this team. I think what he brings as a returner is going to set up a young offense and hopefully some advantageous positions. You don't want this young offense to have to go 80, 85 yards every single time down the field. If Nixon can get them to the 35 to 40 yard line on some of those returns or in plus territory or just take it to the house all by himself, that is going to help this offense out tremendously. And then he's going to have a significant role as the slot corner. And I think he has the ability to play it well. I'm gonna do an episode on him playing in the slot coming up and break down some tape and do those sort of things. So you can look forward to that. By the way, subscribe if you haven't already. Um, But yeah, super excited for Keyshawn Nixon and what he's gonna bring to this team. Still a core special teamer, primary kick returner, might be the best one in the league if he can duplicate what he did a season ago. And then the starting slot corner as well. I think you take him out of the equation. Yes, you have Jaden Reed as a potential returner and that could be good. He showed out well as a returner in college you don't really have a nickel corner. Do you use Jair then in the slot, which I don't think is an ideal situation? Are you going Shamarjan Charles? Carrington Valentine's not really a slot guy. Corey Valentine's not really a slot guy. Are you going Ennis Gaines? Like, the difference between Nixon and anyone else as a slot, I think is pretty significant. And that's why I put him at number 10 on my list. All right. Number nine, this might be a bit aggressive. I totally get it. I totally understand it. And if you don't think he's deserving of being in the top 10 I hear you. And you can switch him out with Devondre Campbell if you want. Number nine on my list is Luke Musgrave. I know that's a lot. I know that's a lot to say. He's the ninth most valuable player for this team in 2023 for a second round pick rookie. And everything in my body is telling me, Andy, pump the brakes. I like sincerely, like we know rookie production at tight end. We know we've been there before where guys come in in rookie minicamps and OTAs and they look great and then the pads come on and then it's a totally different story. We have not seen him in pads yet. He had trouble staying healthy throughout his college career. Like it is a lot to expect a lot out of Luke Musgrave this season. I totally get it. But man, the heart wants what the heart wants and the heart wants Luke Musgrave to be as good as he looked in OTAs in minicamp. He has every skill in the world to be a super talented downfield threat at tight end. He should be a mismatch nightmare for opposing defenses with his speed and his size. I am so excited of what he has the ability to bring to this offense. And we can look at this in two different ways. If Musgrave goes out injured, you don't have, I don't think as dynamic of a tight end. I have a lot of faith and hope for Tucker Craft as well. He's not quite the Luke Musgrave high end upside in my opinion. And you know, now your depth at tight end is a little bit less. And I just, I think he has the ability to be a big time weapon in this offense. I think he has the ability to be a massive red zone threat. And if he, on the other side, even if it's not due to injury, if he just doesn't perform well enough, I think that's going to be a major blow to this offense. So it's hard to expect huge things out of a rookie tight end, but as much as we can expect, I think that's where I'm at for right now is the, the expectations for me are super high, as high as they can be for a rookie tight end and his presence and his speed and his size and his playmaking and athleticism is going to be so important for this offense. And I think it's so you know important for him to get off to a strong start, start his career off on the right foot, not have injury issues. If those things can come to fruition, it is going to set him up for success in 2023 and beyond. He has Pro Bowl potential and beyond. This is going to be a big time season and just seeing what you get out of Luke Musgrave. But I have him at number nine on my list. Number eight, Aaron Jones. And you could put him higher. I think there's an argument to be made there. You can make the argument that he's the most consistent playmaker on the Packers roster. You can make the argument that you are going to give the ball to him a ton this upcoming season, that you want to be a more run first offense. So all those things would, you know, sort of be a precursor to putting him higher. I do still have a lot of faith in AJ Dillon. And if Jones goes down for a couple weeks or something like that, I think Dylan is best. When he gets 20, 25 carries. So I think he would, you would still be set, you know, set up for success as an offense. Not as much, trust me. I do not want to see Aaron Jones go down. He's extremely important and valuable to this team, but just having Dylan, I have faith in Tyler Goodson. We'll see what happens with Lou Nichols, Patrick Taylor, etc. But running back to me still is one of those positions where you can find guys you can fill in and still be good. That's the only reason why Jones isn't higher, but still a player that has tremendous importance for this Packers team this upcoming season. Number seven on my list is Elton Jenkins. And I think this is going to be Elton's best season in the NFL, unquestionably. I think he's going to be a really, really, really good left guard. Keep him there. Stick him there. Don't move him. I get the versatility. I get all that stuff. Just let him be left guard and let him be awesome at it. You gave him the big contract. I think he's going to live up to it. I think the combo of David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins together is going to be able to let you just set and forget your left side of the offensive line has the opportunity to be the best left side of any offensive line in football and a real strength of this Packers team. If he goes out, you've got John Running Jr. at right guard. You've got Myers at center. I think Zach Tom wins the starting right tackle spot. Bakhtiari's at left tackle. So now you probably put Yash at right tackle and move Zach Tom inside the left guard. That's fine, but you get, in my opinion, a little bit worse at tackle. And you certainly get worse at guard because, you know, as good as Zach Tom is, I don't think he's quite as good inside against bigger, more physical, you know, 330 pound plus offensive line or defensive linemen. And he's just not Elton Jenkins, right? So now you're, you know, downgrading two positions. So that to me is a big issue too. So not only do I expect them to have a huge season, but you don't have that perfect guard. Like you don't want to see Royce Newman in there. You don't want to see Jake Hansen in there. You don't want to see Sean Ryan in there. So to me, with the lack of depth, that guard, and you want to keep Zach tom out at right tackle elton jenkins super important and just his overall talent is certainly in play there as well but super important to this team in 2023
1: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
0: And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Number six would be much higher if he was healthy right now, and that's Rashawn Gary. He's really hard to place because if he's out half the season, well, then he becomes less valuable because he's already out half the season. If he misses one or two games to start the year and then he's ready to go, all right, that's different too. And then the other key is, all right, when he's back, is he back, back? Is he Rashawn Gary back? Or is he like 60% of Rashawn Gary? Kind of like we saw out of Elton Jenkins to begin last year. So a fully healthy Rashawn Gary is so much higher on this list. But coming off the ACL injury, probably knowing he's gonna miss some games, probably knowing that he's gonna have a snap limit when he begins coming off the ACL, probably isn't quite himself, that limits itself, and then also you have Preston, you've got Venice, you've got Hollins, you've got Enigbare, you've got Brenton Cox, you've got some good depth there. So it certainly would be any any game that Rashawn's out there is a loss. But you know, knowing he's probably going to miss some time, has to recover from that injury, and then probably work off some rust, I think limits him a little bit, but still still number six on my list and more most important Packers this upcoming year. Number five is David Bakhtiari. The only thing here too, that doesn't have Bakhtiari higher is sort of in the same you know vein of like, how is he going to be able to play a full 17 game season? If so, that certainly raises his ceiling. The other thing too, is if this team didn't have Zach Tom and Yash Nyman, two really competent starting tackles, he would be so much higher. And most other teams, he would be so much higher because most teams don't have three starting caliber offensive tackles. Green Bay does. So that, that limits the blow a little bit, but there's no two ways about it. As good as Zach Tom is, and we think he's going to be, and as sound as Yash Nyman is as a swing tackle coming off the bench, you still lose a ton when Bakhtiari is not out there. So still extremely important. As I mentioned, that Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari, left side of the line, I think is going to be super important for this team, has the ability to be a real difference maker. And I really want to see that side stay healthy throughout the entire course of the year. Number four on my list is Jair Alexander, and you could also make the argument that he should be higher. You can make it if you wanted to make the argument that Jair is number one on your list. I buy it. I'm not going to argue against that at all. And I have met four simply because I do think Stokes will come back, you know, at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later. And you can get by with Stokes, Douglas, and Nixon in the slot. You can get by with that. And losing Jair would be massive. Arguably, best cover corner in the league. At least he's in the conversation he is a absolute dynamic playmaker in that secondary. We saw him with the interceptions a season ago. That's exactly what Green Bay needs on defense. And he changes everything. And you can play him in the slot if you want, left side, right side. He can shadow the opposing team's best receiver, whatever you want to do with him, He has the capability of doing, and that's why he is so important for this defense. But because you've got Stokes and because you've got, you know, um, you know Douglas and, and Nixon, you can put together a competent starting cornerback group still without Jair out there. When Stokes isn't healthy or if Stokes plays like he did a season ago, then that changes things a lot. But as of now, I'm going to put faith that Stokes comes back and plays well this season and Stokes, Douglas, and Nixon can get by. But goes without saying, Jair is super important for this upcoming year. Number three is Kenny Clark. And I don't think Clark quite played to the level that he could play at a, you know a season ago. And I expect him to bounce back this season and have a much bigger year. I still say it over and over. This defense usually goes as Kenny Clark goes. If he's dominating on the inside, it sets everyone else up for success. But here's the other thing, right? A Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, and Devontae Wyatt defensive line with Wooden and you know Carl Brooks, maybe with some Lucas Vaness helping out, maybe a little Jonathan Ford here or there. That can be a good defensive line in a nice defensive rotation. You take Kenny Clark out of that. And now Slayton's your you know nose tackle. You know, you have Slayton and Wyatt playing a ton of snaps. Wooden and you know and um you know Carl Brooks not quite there yet as run defenders. That's going to limit them. Jonathan Ford not there as a pass rusher. Lucas Van Esse is only going to be more of a sub down guy. Like you take Kenny out and like everything looks different on the defensive line. Kenny plus everyone else looks great. No Kenny and everyone else looks like you're severely lacking along the defensive line. So he, to me, is still so important. And just what level he plays at will be important for this defense too. Number two on my list is Christian Watson. And that might seem high. I don't care. That's how much I think of Christian Watson. And when you just talk about raw playmaking and what he has the ability to bring to this team, I think it's higher than anyone else on the roster by far. He has the ability to be the guy that you can get the ball in his hands and he can take off and do anything and score at any moment and take it 85 yards for a touchdown if he needs to. He has the ability to be the guy, the playmaker, the difference maker in this offense. And you take that away, now you're leaning on Romeo Dobbs as your one, Jaden Reed as your two, Samori Toure, your wide receiver group looks much worse You have to rely much more on your, you know, rookie tight ends in your running game. It's going to make things much harder for Jordan Love. Like you take Christian Watson out of that offense and it looks like, you know, really, really tough to generate points. You put Christian Watson in and that opens up everything for everyone else. He, to me, is the skeleton key for this season that opens up the offense that gives the offense more point production, that gives a little bit more leeway to the defense, like that is going to set up the running game, that's going to set up the underneath stuff for Romeo Dobbs, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, everyone else, like he is it. That's what's going to open everything up. He's going to make Jordan Love's life easier. This is a huge season for Christian Watson. I have the highest of highest expectations and that is why he is number two on my list. And as mentioned earlier, number one on my list, Jordan Love. And it's just, it's the quarterback, right? you take any team starting quarterback away and just the season is lost. And yes, every once in a while, there's an exception to that rule, but your season just is going to go downhill. It's going to be tough for the team to stay motivated. You've got Sean Clifford, a rookie fifth round pick who may have been overdrafted as your top backup in all likelihood. Maybe they go pick up some veteran. You don't want to see a season spiral through a year of Matt Ryan or Joe Flacco or Nick Foles or whoever else they would end up picking up. You don't want to see it. So This is a huge season for Jordan Love. This is his opportunity to show he can play in the league. The last thing you want is an injury. The last thing you want as a fan is a season sans Jordan Love. He is the single most important player on this team for this upcoming year. I'd make the argument, everything about this season is centered around Jordan Love. If Jordan Love goes out and plays well, this season will be a success regardless of the record. If Jordan Love goes out and plays poorly and is not the guy, you can make an argument that this season is a failure regardless of the record. So this season centered around what happens with Jordan Love. He's clearly the most valuable and you take him out and this team becomes a lot less fun to watch. That is going to do it for me today. Thank you as always for joining me. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode. But until next time, and as always, go Paco.